Ahoy and welcome to season two, episode 10 of the Nerds Unknown podcast. I am your host, Ray El Capitan. And joining me today is the big drug himself. I can't breathe out of my right nostril. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm with you, dude. I got runny nose and sort of like sorish throat thing going on again already. And it's like, I was just sick last week. Like, come on, cut me a break. No, no breaks for you, my friend. Well, the thing is, it's not my not my fault. My kids are like window lickers or freaking doorknob lickers or whatever. Like they're just like putting their putting their <laughs> hands in their mouth and just, <laughs> just I, I, I picture them because every time they get sick. Every time they get sick, I just picture them taking like the you know the like the banister or like the handrail of like the stairs, and then just sticking out their tongue and just running it up the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like just ah, it's just like bro, because I just I can't stop getting my immune system sucks anyway, because I'm immunocompromised or whatever. But dude, every time I turn around, I'm getting sick, and it's just like. And then this time I think it was Stacy though. Because, you know, Stacy works with, you know, sick people and stuff like that. And she has to take care of them. And because then it was uh, her, it was Stacy or Ryan got sick. Then yesterday, Stacy was complaining she was sick. And now here I am. I wake up this morning and I'm all like, ah. I'm just like, oh, please make it stop. <laughs> oh. it, happens, it happens, man. Okay, it's, you know. it's the time of year. It's just the cultivation of germs because we all got the heat on and everything. And. You know, or staying inside and people are just passing stuff around because nobody knows how to wash their hands or none of that shit. You know, it's just mm-hmm, like, come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, we are minus a will the jester because he wasn't feeling well today. So it's just Juggy and I. So you guys get an impromptu fireside chat. So we're just going to be running down some news here today. Just kind of shooting the shit some. And then uh, our topic is going to be an interesting one. Either we're going to get a lot of like, hey, they're not wrong or... You t- you you messed with my fandom. I don't like you. Yeah, we're we're either gonna get a lot of love or a lot of hate. So prepare yeah. yourselves. I mean, you you see the titles, so I don't yeah. know. You you take it from where you t- you blah, blah, blah. either love it or hate it. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely talk about that. But let's go ahead and we'll jump into we'll jump into the news here. So, um, there was a new species of uh, tyrannosaur that was recently discovered called the uh the reaper of death um it was found by a farmer and paleontology enthusiast uh john de uh in alberta canada so it's very interesting um i like to talk about you know stuff like that and uh especially when it comes to like science and interesting things just because you know we're nerds we we find certain things interesting so between like uh relative science and between um you know, like history and then of course the new age stuff like tech and, you know, video games, you know, that kind of stuff interests me. And so I kind of like to share that with you guys as I can. Um, I know Juggy has his, uh, his specific uh, loves and, you know, his passions. So yeah. we try to, we try to showcase that a little bit for you guys and not kind of keep it, keep hitting with the same thing, but um, they found some uh, skull fragments and they um they are thought to be 2.5 million years older than the tyrannosaurus closest relative um it was characterized because it had some some different ridges on its jaw um and so the, i'm i'm going to butcher this name but it's a uh, uh thanatotherestes degruderum uh, uh which was the first word was inspired by the greek god of death yeah thanatos trans- uh, which uh, translates to Reaper. And then um, 
because it's fearsome and because of the the species the fine of the species or the mutation of the species or whatever i don't even know what it, it would be just like an evolution or whatever um they just named it the reaper of death um the second part of the name honors the de Groot family um which had found the, the skull fragments in canada so it's definitely interesting um so uh the university of calgary and the royal tyrell museum in canada recently we're looking we're looking over those things and that's where the new species came from so definitely interesting on that end little, but, um apparently the the fragments have been found like 10 years ago yeah and, and but they had just decided to start in depth right yeah they just started to go ahead and look at them uh because there was one guy he started probing into it a little bit and then he noticed different characteristics and he's like yeah it's part of this family i think but it's it's completely completely different so yeah. who knows? Let's let's go ahead and let's see what uh, what new findings on this new dinosaur go ahead and bring up, which would and, be really cool. Yeah, and the fun thing about that is is that recently there was more research done about the the climate and you know in looking in looking over, um, you know certain dig sites and characteristics of the soil and the rocks and different things they found. Um, there was a recent study that found that there was a high level of mercury in the soil and in the rocks and in the ecosystem at the time um, when we thought that the dinosaurs were, were to be going extinct um, well before that meteorite that, you know, is the theorized that, you know, kind of ended the dinosaurs and started the ice age and all that. So maybe that's from mercury contamination. Yeah. Well, I mean, mercury and any living thing is no bueno. <laughs> so pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit more on the science front. So scientists recently picked up on a strange radio signal coming from outer space, which seems to repeat in a noticeable pattern. Uh, the Independent reported that although these aren't the first radio uh, bursts that scientists have observed, it may be the most unusual thanks to the regular and predictable pattern in which they occur. Yeah, isn't it supposed to happen like every six days or something? Yeah, um, but the tra the transient radio bursts usually are a few milliseconds long, and they are said to be caused by unknown extreme and unusual places in space. Uh, the oddly regular bursts were picked up by the, hey, Canada again, the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, which was looking for fast radio bursts to determine their origin. Um, in a paper, the scientists described that the repetition as the pattern um, is an important clue to the nature of the object. It repeats in a 16-day cycle. 16 days, okay. Yeah, and then apparently frequently for four days uh, occurring at least every hour, then dropping quiet for the other 12. Um, you know, while they aren't sure what's causing it, they narrowed down the signal to be emanating from the edge of the spiral galaxy about 500 million light years away, um, which is most likely to be from a binary system, which could potentially be disrupted by black holes um, based on, you know, previously detected objects with char uh, similar characteristics. Um all I can say is, hey, people, get ready. We have movies and TV shows and all kinds of stuff that have prepared us for this moment. That's that's not we're not we're not hoping for war, but hey, we will mess them up if they will. We have to. Right. Uh, as, as long as Will Smith's not punching aliens in the face. <laughs> yeah. And then we were talking about that Independence Day, the, the second one or whatever, the resurgence or whatever. Oh, train wrecks, train wrecks. More to come on that here in a moment, though. But um, but yeah, dude, science is is a really big thing 
for me because as a kid i was i was big huge nerd like big huge nerd i love reading about anything and everything and like of course every i think it's just like in the dna of every little boy like to be like obsessed with dinosaurs yeah but you know as you get older i saw this meme and it still rings true pretty much to this day um it's like the older you get nobody asks you what your favorite dinosaur is anymore it's like they don't even fucking care yeah that and space i remember watching like the space launches when we were kids and everything yep. like that and yeah. following up on that and then when we had to study like the solar system and all and all that kind of thing i was just like i want to do that and then i realized how much like math and science and everything goes into that and i'm like maybe not so much that <laughs> it's it's a hell of a profession and it's it's only cut out for a small group of individuals yeah but but yeah now and then what we've seen in recent years were like the Mars rover and the different probes and the Hubble telescope and it's just like it's really crazy. No, you're not wrong. So uh, now that we've talked about some science, some actual nerdy stuff, not the new age nerd stuff. Um, hey, uh, video games, yeah. a game near and dear to our heart. Uh, with with the, with this whole thing, they're doing an overhaul. Anthem. It's not near and dear to our hearts anymore, but we loved the hell out of it when it came out. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> uh, so BioWare general manager Casey Hudson recently announced in a blog post that the developers at BioWare are redesigning Anthem. Uh, this will reinvent the core gameplay loop. Basically, what they're saying is they're going to fix their loot tables and give us more to play for other than the broken loot system that was there that made us all hate the game and walk away in the first place. Well, I don't know. Maybe too little, too late, though. Yeah, that was my that was my literally my 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 exact words when I saw this. I was like, man, too little, too late. Uh, because I mean, like you said, when it first came out, we were all excited for it. We were like, oh man, it's gonna be interesting to see what this brings and you know what comes of it and how the game's gonna like revolutionize. Because this was like supposed to be a very big game. And well, I mean, it, just, it was the first thing, the first time that we got a looter shooter style thing with like mechs and stuff like that for the first time and a relatively open world. And it was supposed to be a living, breathing world that was supposed to give us a lot to interact with. And then and most of the time we were set, we were sitting there trying to fly around, fly, find places to cool off and just blow shit up. Yeah, pretty much. If they go you ahead know. and they change it so that the cooldown was different, then yeah, I mean, we could go ahead and we could play a little bit more, but like it was just riding around and then all of a sudden you find a waterfall and you could cool down. But then if you didn't find one in a decent enough time, you had to fly low to the water or you would just be running. Yeah. Or you would crash until you cooled off long enough and then. Yeah. And then you'd be, then you'd be hoofing it. Uh, AKA me with the Colossus most of the time. Cause that thing, that thing flies like a flying big ginormous boulder of dog turds <laughs> like it was bad um but yeah so they said that um you know it's been a one it's been one year for the game which it surprisingly seems like it's been longer than a year but we kind of walked away after like that second month where it was just like this sucks you know when i've been playing the game and i can't get a legendary drop to save my life you know, I don't know. It might be worth just going back for like maybe a weekend and just like seeing like how much the game has progressed or how much it hasn't progressed. All I can tell you, these motherfuckers better not be expecting another dime from me. 
I, motherfucker, you said the same thing with D2, and you fucking just, you went fucking headstrong back nope. into that for a while. No, no, uh, no I, after I quit D2 for good, I, I've said that about D2, and I'm not going back. No, they, no, no, you, motherfucker, you did it twice. You said, no, oh, I'm not I'm not going back to D2, and then you went back for... I went like, back because like, I didn't pay for it. I got it for free, so... Yeah, you got it for free, and then you paid for You played for, like, a solid week, two weeks, and then all and of a sudden you like, come yep, back. nope, I'm done. Yeah. Well, because it was just like, I got it for free, so why not check it out to see what was supposed to be so magically different, and it was more of the same shit. So I got to the end of the end game, and I was like, I noticed it was the same thing, and I'm done, and I've been done ever since. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. And people just, have been uh, trying. They've been like, oh, man, we should go back to Destiny. I'm like, y'all are smoking crack. No, <laughs> I don't I, want it. Nah, man, it was like it was my first Destiny game, D2, and I was severely underwhelmed after a while, and then it just became the same repetitious shit. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's the same with a lot of other games that we play, but, I mean, you're literally going to the same world, and nothing changes, and you're still shooting the same enemies, and it's just... I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and there wasn't much to work, to work towards or work for, you know what I mean? It wasn't a set goal. And then when they did want you to go ahead and work for something that was special or unique, you had to jump through fucking hoops. Jump through a lot of hoops. I mean, yeah. to be fair, Destiny was that same way where you had to do like uh, the Whisper of the Worm comes to mind. Like completing, like you had to do that public event in order to unlock the portal, which takes you in. And then you had to complete it, complete the entire thing by a certain amount of time and take out the boss. So, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. It's really really similar to that. Um, so the the wording on this was over the coming months we'll be focusing on a lo longer term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast, uh, vast science fantasy setting. Um, it's really one of those things where they can kind of get bent. I'm I'm good. Like I may may go back once they redesign it all the way, and I may as long as I can get in without having to pay any more money. Yeah, I'll, I'll go check it out. Be like, yo. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit or give them any more money to something that we should have had already a long time ago, because they had they gave us this roadmap right before the release, and then literally like three weeks after, like nope nope nope, scrap the roadmap. We can't do it. Sorry, yeah, but it took them six months after we left for them to come out with the cataclysm and everything like that. So yep. it's uh, it's just disheartening because I had such high hopes for the game. And then all of a sudden I mean, they just collectively shit on my chest. Well, I mean, Bioware's been has had that kind of vibe lately because with Mass Effect Andromeda it was the same thing. They had all these vast, you know, hopes and dreams. And, you know, they sold us all these expectations and then come to find out they couldn't deliver. The game was in trouble. And then all the DLC that they had planned for it was scrapped. Yep. Because they just couldn't provide it. So this is the second time in a row, like second game in a row that Bioware wasn't wasn't able to deliver. And so now in my eyes before when, you know, Bioware was considered like one of the gold stars of, you know, video game development. Now they their reputation is tarnished. Yeah, they're not wrong. So uh, now we have some interesting thing with some game services. So you guys are familiar with Google Stadia, right? You know, you're familiar, Juggy? <laughs> yeah. The game uh, streaming? It hasn't, hasn't really been doing too well. No, it hasn't been doing too well. But now, um, so recently, NVIDIA, 
uh, GeForce Now is like the Google Stadia, but you can, you know, pull your Origin games. You can pull your, you know, you can pull your Steam games and your Epic games, and you know, you can stream them all from there. So, which avoids you having to pay a subscription every month, like Google Stadia, and prevents you from, you know, it lets you play the games you already own, so you don't have to buy them again in Google, like a Google Stadia platform or launcher. Um, well, Activision Blizzard, to add another, you know, black eye to the tarnishment that they've been doing lately after Warcraft and all the, the you know, the Hong Kong protest and all that stuff going on, um, they pulled their games from NVIDIA's GeForce Now. So you can you can't uh, play them on the cloud gaming service for GeForce Now. Um you know, per their request, please be advised that Activision Blizzard games will be removed from the service. And while unfortunate, we hope to work together with Activision Blizzard to re-enable these games uh, and more in the future. Um, so it means games like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Diablo 3, Hearthstone, Overwatch are currently no longer accessible on GeForce Now, less than a week after the service launched. Um, you know, you could try GeForce Now for free, um, though they do have a founder's offer, which you could pay... $4.99 a month for a year. Um, it's just to, you know, to get added features and that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's just kind of fucky in that way. Um, Activision, I don't know what they're doing over there. We we, we were kind of having a discussion about this on the, on the Phoenix Overdrive Nation the other day, where it's kind of like, what the hell are you doing, man? What, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't the Activision of old. And then, you know, some of the some of the higher ups have left and retired or they moved on. And it's like, I don't know what's happening. Like, you know, some of the people that would seem like they were like fundamental in the shaping of Activision are, mm -hmm. are more Blizzard than Activision, because I'm I'm more of a Blizzard fan than Activision, even though I've been playing Call of Duty like a motherfucker lately. But um, so uh, in addition to that, so another game company that's always getting the eye roll whenever you mention them, EA. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So outside of the United States has began raising its prices for many of its older games, including Mass Effect Collection, SimCity 4, uh, Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition. Um, as reported by PC Gamers, uh, Steam users started reporting this week that a significant number of EA's games had their prices raised on Steam but not on EA's uh, platform Origin. Um, Dragon Age Origins, for example, uh, recently had uh, well had came out in 2009 and recently was priced uh, about five dollars or so, and then it went to twenty four ninety nine. Uh, I think that's pounds or whatever. Um, outside out of nowhere, um, so that is kind of ridiculous. Um, SimCity went from nine ninety nine to seventeen ninety nine. Um, you know, such as and these these were new prices on uh, old and new prices in countries such as Canada, Russia and Brazil. Um, which I know some I know some countries always end up paying more for games, but for something to take like a twenty dollar, you know, whatever your current local currency jump is, it's kind of ridiculous. EA, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of going along with that news, Activision again. Activision stated in a recent uh, in a recent, I think it was a conference call that they were going to be looking to bring um, more remasters and reimagined experiences in 2020 after the success of Crash Bandicoot, Spyro and the Call of Duty Modern Warfare reboot. 
Um, yeah, it was during the Q4 f- fiscal year 2019 investor call earlier this week. Uh, Activision Blizzard CFO Dennis Durkin revealed that in addition to new games and IP, Activision will continue to tap into our portfolio, aka tap, meaning that they're like money gra- cash grab. They're like, yo, let's let's just make some money. Yeah. Tap into our portfolio of beloved IP to bring several remastered and reimagined experiences to our players in 2020, which we will announce closer to launch. Uh, I, mm, I, I don't know how to feel about this because the last time we saw some remasters from them, minus Crash and Spyro, they sucked. Yeah, they usually do. Uh, like the re reimagining of Guitar Hero with mm-hmm. the changes and everything like that. I didn't I did no bueno. And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, worst 20 bucks I ever spent. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Cause dude, I love the hell out of it. I mean, I think most of everybody that played a like a, a PlayStation or Dreamcast or anything like that, you started playing the Tony Hawk games and they were a lot of fun. They um, were, they really were, but then all of a sudden they just gradually got fucking worse. And then Skate came along and like, oh, yeah, it's going to revitalize. And then all of a sudden Skate started to suck. And it's like, what the fuck, guys? It's like, no, it's just I think what it is is that they just stretched themselves too thin and they were banking on the Tony Hawk name there at the end. Because once we got past like Tony Hawk's Underground, you know, Underground 2, then after that, it was just like, yep, downhill from here. No pun intended, actually, but, you know, pun intended. Um. Though then, you know, recently we talked about the Warcraft 3 Reforged remaster, which sucked. Terrible. It was terrible. I mean, when when a game company is given instant refunds where if you buy it and they're like, no, no, we really don't want your money. Here's your money back. <laughs> um, something's wrong. <laughs> just going to put that out there. Just a little bit. You know, where they're just like, hey. Um, so also with that... Um, we got the we talked about the science stuff. We talked about that. So, uh, hey, there's a there's a couple things um, coming out here uh, at the end of the year. You might know them as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. So uh, Square Enix has a brand new trailer for a game called Outriders, which will be launching holiday 2020. Um, it'll be for Xbox One, PS4 and PC, but also for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Um, it is a one to three player drop in, drop out co-op game, third person shooter, uh, which takes place on the ruined world of Anik or Enoch. Um, they gave us a glimpse of characters, aliens, monsters, weapons. Um, and this was developed by Bulletstorm and Gears of War Judgments. People can fly. Bulletstorm, good game. Gears of War Judgment, bad game. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a toss-up. Either are we going to get Bulletstorm or are we going to get Gears of War Judgment? Probably going to get fucking Gears of War Judgment. (laughs) We don't talk about that game. Of course we don't talk about the game because it fucking sucked. But you know what? It's here. Yeah, but Outriders was unveiled at this past E3 2019 um, and was listed with a summer 2020 launch window uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. But it got pushed back. Which seems like to be the thing nowadays. Um, but so it looks like uh, IGN, because this report comes from IGN, they had some hands on with it. Um, so take a look at their website and look for it if you want to get a better, better impression of what they felt, what they thought about it. Um, 
So as far as that, um, so the coronavirus, we went from coronavirus to standing rooms overnight this past week. Yeah, um, it's weird. Uh, so the coronavirus is causing issues um, overseas because uh, the most recent port of the Outer Worlds, which is a game that you've been enjoying, uh, the Switch version, the port of that is being delayed because of the impact of the coronavirus. Um, the publisher Private Division tweeted stating that the Outer Worlds would be delayed due to the impact of coronavirus on the team at Virtuos, which is the, working on the port. Um, there was another tweet that followed up that everyone working on the team is healthy, but they are keeping the office closed for preventative action at the time. Um so unfortunately, if you wanted to play it on Switch, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Sucks, but I mean, good for them. Um, and then the next thing, Juggy, is uh, Animal Crossing. Animal An Crossing. Animal Crossing. Oh, boy. Juggy's like, why are we talking about this? Um, so Animal Crossing, uh, you know, they most recently announced Nintendo did that nice fancy switch with the nice little pastel bluish teal. Yeah. A um, lot of, a lot of people are just wanting the joy cons and stuff. I, I, I do like the, I do like the joy cons, the joy cons. I can get behind the switch dock. Not so much. Like I would have liked it if they, if they were going to go that way, the route that they did, that they would have made the, the switch, the back of the switch, like the back plate and stuff, the yep. same color as the dock to give it a better pleasing aesthetic. Uh, because basically it's a normal black switch like we have now, the black and gray kind of style switch. Mm -hmm. And then it's got the pastel -y joy cons and then the dock is white with the Animal Crossing stuff on it. But then the, the switch is normal, so it kind of throws it off. Um, but um, Nintendo of America has confirmed that manufacturing of some of the Nintendo products meant for the Japanese market have been impacted by the outbreak of the coronavirus. Nintendo does not anticipate a significant impact on the broader global supply chain, including North America and Europe. Um, however, um, you know, due to the impact of the coronavirus outbreak, you know, there's going to be some delays possibly um, in regards to the pr uh, production of the switches as well as um, the collector's editions. So they don't anticipate anything you know significant but j just keep in mind that you might be getting your collector's edition or your switch a little later than you anticipated i know people that went nuts over that that actually ordered them from japan because they could not get them anymore here really yeah like uh because i'm i'm friends with a lot of nintendo people and i'm a member of a lot of nintendo groups like uh the nintendo gurus and um you know those guys that follow a lot of nintendo stuff yeah and uh nintendo voice chat uh, through IGN and that and people are like losing their mind over their switch things. So it's like, Oh, so yeah. So, uh, that's the news. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to move one of the news items to actually our topic here, because it, I feel like it's going to be a good talking point to kind of go talk with that. In addition to what we've already have planned. Um, so with that, I mean, pretty decent news week, not anything like groundbreaking because we're still in that winter lull after the holidays and nothing's really coming anytime soon. And it's just kind of quiet and, you know, it's just like the, the little the little small stuff. You know what I mean? It sucks. 
you're not wrong. But I was trying. I was trying to sugarcoat it, Juggy. Trying to sugarcoat it. Fuck you. There ain't no sugarcoating this shit. I've been sitting in parties all quiet and shit while you guys are screaming over COD because there's nothing else to fucking play. Oh, because we're all angry at COD. We're we're COD bros. Just ah. Yeah, y'all are fucking jerking each other off in chat, and I'm just We're sitting there like quiet, each other off. We're like, like a quiet kid at the lunch table. I'm just sitting there like, oh, you know, this is fine, I guess. I'm part of a, I'm part of a group. It's like, nah, motherfucker. I try, I try like, to talk right, to you, but you're just I'll like, catch y'all later. You're just kind of like, fuck you guys. I'll see y'all dickheads later, man. Y'all continue to fucking jerk off all over each other's faces. No, it's not that. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just. I don't, like I said, I'm not a, really a cod guy, but I've just been having fun playing with the guys and you know just hanging out and. Just shooting shit, you know what I mean? Like, literally shooting things, you know? So, I don't know. So, yeah, so with that kind of thing, um, it's just been it's just been an interesting time, you know, more so just kind of finding news and looking at the spectrum overall of games and what's coming. It's like, we have all these awesome games coming and all this stuff, but it's like, later <laughs> you know it's like it's just like it's later um it's always so this, later so this week there's really not many like big releases other than uh the poor game which i, I kind of feel bad for it i think uh because it was supposed to be this like cool thing and unfortunately i think because of the way that that genre kind of shaped out the last time don't know how well it's going to work out. Um, so Hunt and Showdown is a first-person survival shooter horror game developed by Crytek. So Christ, the Crisis Games, if you guys are familiar with that. Um, it's a PvP bounty hunting game with a lot of PvE elements mixed in. Um, it kind of reminds me of what we saw with, um, if you recall, remember? do you remember the game Evolve? It kind of reminds me, it kind of has that evolve feel because it's like the PvPVE thing. Okay. So you have to, you know, you have to fight creatures on the map, but then you also have to um you have to have a hunter and then you're also um fighting against other players. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it just it just has that weird element of I mean, yeah I guess it's kind of like a race for the clock to see who can get the monsters first or whatever. But I, rem I remember it, yeah. Yeah, so I mean we've seen we've seen a lot about it, you know, there was a lot of um there's a lot of stuff leading up to the launch and if you go look on Twitter and on their website, you can find out more. But I just think just because of where it sits and how it is, I think it's going to I think it's going to kind of fall flat because um I just don't know how well it's going to sell um, because it kind of came along that same vein. Remember when THQ used to do the publishing and all that? Yeah. Um, it kind of falls in that weird vein of, um, of that because uh, Vigil Studios, which had the dark had done the Darksider series. Um, this game was part of that whole thing. And then it got shut down um, and shifted around some to other you know, they had to restructure and Crytek had to go through some things. And then finally now they're coming out. So, you know, and then they, they kind of went from the game being this thing called Hunt Horrors of the Gilded Age. But then it got shifted around 
and then to now it's you know hunt showdown um i just don't know how well this is going to do um it was like cuz also on top of that the game would was supposed to come out last year um you know it was supposed to come out last year and then it got pushed back um to september it was supposed to be august then it got pushed back to september for pc and xbox yep and then from there it's just now coming to playstation so i really i really don't know like how well this is going to receive that much later coming to a the platform that you know basically had the bigger install base so and then other than that, um, Devil May Cry 3, the special edition that's going to incorporate some of the elements of Devil May Cry 5, um, like the the one mechanic or whatever it was, the the I can't remember what it was called, uh, is coming to Switch February 20th. The hunt is coming this this Tuesday, February 18th. Um, but other than that, there was a bunch of other crap like nobody cares about car racing. Tony Stewart sprint car racing. Get out of here. Nobody cares about that. Pretty much. So yeah, so uh, what we what have you been playing lately, Juggy? Because I know you've been quiet. I mean, you know I've been playing COD. Um, I've been playing COD. I've been playing GTA. Um, I've been still doing dens and stuff on Pokemon and playing a little Smash here and there. Because now I I got to start training to show the young bucks a thing or two because they think they're all hot shit now. You know I got to I got to show Naj and the boys up. Naj is gonna be like, you gave me a shout on the podcast, yeah, but I'm talking shit. So <laughs> just a little bit, just enough. But uh, you were playing Outer Worlds. Have you been playing really much of anything else? No. I've, I've messed around on Minecraft a little bit, some Red Dead here and there, but that's well, pretty much it. I haven't touched uh, Outer Worlds in a couple days. I don't know. Maybe I'll pick it back up. No more Monster Hunter? No, I haven't played Monster Hunter, but they did release uh, a trailer today for two new variants that they're bringing back. Furious Rajong and what was the other one? Raging Burkidios. Or Brachidios, however the fuck you want to pronounce it. Brachidios. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Handler. fucking. <laughs> we gotta go take down Brachidios. It's like okay, alliteration maybe. <laughs> no, uh, fucking Brachidios, bitch. But yeah, it's it's gonna be a fucking hell of a fight from the looks of the trailer, and also Furious Rajang. He's just. You pretty already you already know what you're gonna get into when you face up against Rajang. I mean, Rajang is an asshole, and he's angry already, and then now he's furious. The fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's just powered up all the time now, so it's gonna be. Oh, that huge. sounds like a bad time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not gonna be a fun time. That sounds like a bad time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like I said before, I feel like I'm just out of touch with Monster Hunter. Um. Just because it seems so overwhelming for me trying to come back into it, even though, you know, I haven't been gone that long from it. But so much has changed, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it just feels like overwhelming. Like, it's like, how am I supposed to do all of this? You know what I mean? With the little bit of time that I have, you know what I mean? I have maybe a couple hours a night, you know, two, three hours, maybe every other night or, you know, a couple times a week or whatever to play. Yeah, yeah, it it, it can be overwhelming. So it's just like, oof. Um, but yeah, that and I started playing Star Wars and I've been playing Rocket League because I've been streaming Rocket League and Rocket League's been actually doing pretty well for me on my streams. You know, I've been averaging about 15 viewers or so, you know, with the Rocket League streams. And, you know, I just don't want to I don't want to stream just Rocket League, 
But, you know, when it's like, hey, what do I want to stream tomorrow? And, you know, whatever. And I'm like trying to figure out stuff. Rocket League is like one of the front runners. Mm -hmm. um, I am planning to do some single player stuff here soon um, with some games that I want to catch up on my backlog while we're quiet until Final Fantasy comes out. Um, so I have Greedfall that I'm probably going to look to start next. Um, just because I would stream Star Wars, but Star Wars makes me angry sometimes. And you don't need the flying expletives coming at your face when you're just trying to watch me be frustrated. Unless, I mean, you enjoy that, then hey, maybe. But yeah, Star Wars frustrates me sometimes. Like, I know I could turn down the difficulty or whatever, but I don't want to do it because I'm stubborn. Because I believe in playing everything on like the default or normal difficulty. And I don't, you know, I don't like the overly hard stuff like Dark Souls. And I don't want to cakewalk through it like, you know, just story mode or whatever. But yeah so that's about it that's been going on um by the way uh at the time of you guys listening to this i know it's gonna be a little late but uh surprise as of yesterday of the day of this recording we're recording this on thursday the 12th pokemon home launched so go check it out you get some free shit uh so you get a free kanto starter and you get a free pikachu for signing up and there's some other goodies mixed in the mix too so go check that out but um other than that this is probably the quickest like we've ever got to a topic ever in the show lately, because uh, normally by now we're still talking about, you know, what we've been playing and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just you and I. So it kind of, you know, taking out one person kind of takes away a third of the conversation. Um, so. Juggy. Yes. Topic of the show. Uh, it's going to be a doozy, man. It's going to break a lot of hearts. Um, it was going to break my heart because I, I, I have such high hopes and such great expectations for this damn thing, mm -hmm. but they just continually let me down. And so it's like you have that high, you're soaring good and you're like, woo. And then out of nowhere, crash and burn. <laughs> you're not wrong. So the D the DC extended universe, the DC, the DC EU is what we're talking about right now. Yeah. The, the cinematic universe. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's the DCEU is what they call it because they don't want to copy Marvel. They can't copy Marvel. I don't give a shit what they do or don't want to do. It's the fucking movie universe. OK, so the reason why this comes up is because after after I sh I've sh recently shared some news in my community for Extra Life with the Phoenix Overdrive Nation and everything. Right. So there was an article that came out that said, you know, the birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn did not do so well. It grossed $33 million worldwide. Yeah, that's not good. They were anticipating at least like 50, 50 million to 60 million. Mm -hmm. So it made almost less than what it should have. So with that comes, oh, by the way, we're, we're going to look to do a, a, a name, you know, a name change. Well, uh, a Warner Brothers spokesperson recently told um, sources that the title, the official title will remain the same. And apparently there's like back where there's like back speculation or that, that um, Margot Robbie actually petitioned for the name to be that whole long, huge thing. Yeah. The bullshit that it is. Yeah. Um, but the new title birds, uh, Harley Quinn birds of prey um, is only going to be used by ticket sites and online in order to help people find uh, more information about the movie. Not for the actual like marquees and the cinemas and things like that. Yep. Um, it really would have thought that 
you I really would have thought that it would have been like something awesome, but no. Nope. Um, so after so following you know the second the second weekend, um. So following the second weekend, uh, as of now, Birds of Prey has taken in eighty one million, which is still well below where they anticipated because they anticipated about 60 million the first weekend and then about double that the, the weekend after. So still sitting roughly $40 million less than what they anticipated. Um, with that, so our, our whole conversation is going to stem not just around birds of prey, but kind of talking about um, the DC extended universe as a whole, how well some of the movies have done, how terrible some of the movies have done. And um, kind of how we feel about it, and some added touch points here. Um, for example, the, the the news topic that I moved to the topic, uh, or the news, you know, item that I moved to the topic, was that we recently got more information about Wonder Woman 1984, which um, one of the talking points on Twitter has been that oh, well, women, women, uh, women um movie you know movies that star you know predominantly strong women or have the lead female role don't do very well wonder woman wants to have a talk with you because the original wonder woman with gal gadot sold hotcakes it did well did very well but then you also you have to look at like alien or aliens like that went fucking nuts because of scorny weaver fucking terminator 2 because of fucking uh sarah connor whatever the fuck uh what was the actress what was it, what was her name? Oh, uh, why you gotta do this to me? I know, uh, I know her name, but I can't think of her name. I can't think of it either. But I mean, she was a strong female lead, and you know what? She dominated in that movie. She was a badass. So you can't go ahead and you can't you can't come with the argument that Linda Hamilton, Linda Hamilton, yeah, Linda Hamilton. Yes, you can't come with the argument that female led movies do shit. They like they're not good enough because you're a goddamn liar. Out of there, you're you're just mistake. Yeah. So um so Wonder Woman 1984 is set to set to come out um June 5th, 2020. It'll be the second DCEU film that we received this year, following Birds of Prey, of course. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like uh originally Wonder Woman 1984 was intended to be the next DCEU film for 2019. Um, with an original release date around November 1st, 2019, but it was pushed back. Um, there was never really a reason given for the delay, but it was uh, likely that um, there was an untitled Marvel film that was that was supposed to be getting a, a switch or a change, um, which was presumably Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in 2020. Yeah. And so they decided to shoot for that, you know, that June time frame for that because they felt like that Wonder Woman would have some success for that, you know, some success there. Um, by comparison, to kind of talk about where movies fall, um, Birds of Prey, uh, the opening weekends, thirty-three million was Birds of Prey, which was the, the least. Um, then there was Shazam, which was fifty-three million. Aquaman, which which Shazam was a good movie, but the thing is, is Shazam is also kind of more of an obscure character in the DC, you know, in the in the realm in the spectrum of the DC heroes. 
Yeah, but I mean, it, you can't deny how good the movie did. No, the movie was great. It was a great movie, but I mean, they also, you know, it also met its projections. It didn't fall below, you know, well below where it, where it was. Aquaman was the next one at $67 million. Mm-hmm. And mind you, these are just the opening weekend numbers, not the totals. Um, Justice League was next with $93 million. And then Wonder Woman uh, opening weekend was three times as much as, as Birds of Prey, $103 million. Yep. Man of Steel was 116 million. Suicide Squad, even though it turned out to be a crap movie, 133 million opening because everybody was sold that they thought the Joker was going to be in it. And then the joke was on them because Joker was in it all of like a whole like eight minutes or something like that. It was (laughs) it was very, very slim margin. It wasn't even eight minutes. Ugh. Because I think it was all in like flashbacks until like the very end. Let me take a look. What's total screen time for Joker? Let's take. I think I think like total screen time. It was like just a little over five minutes. Let's take a look. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, um, due to the final cut of the movie of David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Joker got about 10 minutes total of screen time. Yeah. Ten minutes too much, anyway, man. That Joker sucked. Yeah, um, and now bear in mind the Joker in the Dark Knight got about thirty-three minutes of screen time. Yeah, so but he three, made that. He made that he fucking movie. Made, he made his minutes count. <laughs> he made his minutes count. He made his minutes count, and he made that movie. And then the other opening, the the largest opening for um, the DCEU was Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, 166 million. Yeah. Um, so. It's just and it's it's crazy to say, because we live in the world where this year, just what, last week, last this past weekend. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for, you know, his performance in Joker. Why did you say it like that? Joaquin. 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 That's his name. Joaquin. Joaquin. You didn't didn't have to emphasize so much spit in the back of your throat. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like you're about to spit on your microphone. It's Joaquin Phoenix. People say it wrong. They don't realize he's Puerto Rican. I know that. But it's just not good, everybody does. Not everybody's a, cultured like you, Juggy. I'm not even cultured, you're, man. You're semi cultured. You're 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 mostly intelligent. I'd like to think I am. <laughs> you know, so so you you know a few things. It was but, just but funny though, just see, the way you, you said hear it. him. When you hear him on when you hear his name, like uh, there was something I was watching, and they're like Joaquin Phoenix. No, it's like no, no, that's not his name. <laughs> Jamiroquai Phoenix. <laughs> Excuse me. God dang it, Juggy. Now you got me coughing. <laughs> the sickness is flaring up. Jesus. Um, so no, so it's just it's just one of those things where the DC universe, unfortunately, Juggy and I were having a mini discussion, and that's why we brought it as a topic yesterday. And it was kind of fitting that Will didn't kind of end up showing up today. Cause we're kind of just carrying over our conversation from last night. <laughs> um the DC, the DCEU has been disappointing in, in many ways because um, the way they did like Justice League. Yep. Justice League 
uh, why? Um, just the I way they put it together, it. it just it just it just didn't cohesively work. No, I, I didn't even watch it. I was not interested in the film. It just I knew it was going to be bad. Like I watched, um, I watched Suicide Squad, and I was really really like happy with that. And then uh, with uh, Justice League came out after Suicide Squad, right? Uh, just. When did Justice League come out? Because I don't want to go um, ahead and, sp- and say something and turn out to be an asshole. Uh, release date. Let's take a look. Because Suicide Squad was 2016. Yes, Justice League came out 2018. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I remember sitting down and I'm watching or Suicide Squad. Yeah. Whatever it was. I was watching it and I'm like, man, this movie sucks. Like, the characters are great, but... It's just the direction, like the directing style and everything else was just absolute dog shit. And I yeah. did not like it or appreciate it. The, the 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 thing is, is I feel like none of the characters got really any kind of setup. Um, no, it was just boom. Here you are. Yeah. Like the way they just threw Cyborg and Flash in there. It's like, dude, why didn't you give us a Flash movie? Like, dude, for real, like people would watch the Flash. No, like, people would watch the Flash in an instant, but then they uh, just threw kind of, kind of threw Ezra Miller in there, and he's just like, "Oh, well, I don't know. How do you want me to play this?" And mind you, he might have played a good character. I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch the film. He he did, but not the not the the, the not the one they played. They put him in. No, it was it was it felt forced. I, I mean, it didn't feel forced. It just felt like it felt different. Um. So they cast Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, where I feel like Ezra Miller would, the way he was playing the Flash, I really felt like he would have been more like a Wally West kind of Flash. Okay. But they're kind of like, well, fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it, we're going to run it. We're going <laughs> to run it, baby. Like, just, just run with it, you know. Which um, was not, <laughs> it was not the smart play. No, it was not. You know, and then, and then freaking Batman versus Superman basically boils down to, why did you say her name? It's like, dude, his and the mother's name is Martha. Your mom's name is Martha. Martha. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't have to have a, like a bonding bro moment over it, man. It's just names are the same. That's it. Yeah. Just no, but it was just like, I don't know. It, it's just it's just one of those things and then now my boy you know i like i really i really liked Hen- henry cavill as superman i just really felt like he was constrained by what the way they wrote things for him yeah and then now he's no longer superman so who are you gonna get now who are you gonna get now for superman who <laughs> i mean we I already got robert pattinson as fucking batman uh i don't know it could be good or it could be bad because like I know he gets a lot of shit from being in Twilight, and everybody kind of you know reflects back on that as his like actor, his career. Oh, he's fantastic! Actor. He's a great actor. I just don't know if he fits the Batman mold. You know what I mean? Uh, you I don't mean, know. But, this, but then again, we, we did have Val Kilmer and fucking George Clooney as Batman. Yep. <laughs> so it's like eh. yeah, you, you like to forget about those, don't you? Uh, we, we I don't like I I mean yes, but it still happened. <laughs> it's oh, of course still it's you, you can't deny it <laughs> not all of them not all of them can be you know freaking you know michael keaton oh my god yeah no and he's to a lesser probably, extent christian bale minus the batman no nah. the drugs why did you uh, swear to me 
No, it's like, dude, it's like, come on, man. All that money, Batman, and you can't you can't get like a voice changer, homie. Like, really? No, who's <laughs> who's the guy that does the voice of Batman? Uh, Kevin no, Conrad. Yeah, by far the best Batman. Is it Kevin Conrad or Kevin Conroy? Whatever, I get them mixed up. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, it's Kevin Conroy. I get, I get, I always say it wrong. I don't know why. It just, yeah, Kevin Conroy. And then uh, I don't know if you don't you don't watch the CW shows. They brought him back for a thing on the the most recent like Crisis on Infinite Earths for like the Arrowverse or whatever that they created. Yeah, it's just like what I want is I want my boy Hal Jordan. To get his due in a solid Green Lantern film. <laughs> Good fucking action. luck, dude. But it ain't gonna happen because the last time they decided to see they, they decided to do Green Lantern, we got the Ryan Reynolds atrocity that Ugh. Yeah, they're not gonna this, they're not gonna go ahead. Makes me shudder. <laughs> they're not gonna go ahead and put money into that because they're gonna think that they're gonna take a loss. Not because the movie <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Not because the script and everything else and the direction was absolute dog shit. Ryan Ryan Reynolds did the best with what he had, and just oh god, how do you fuck up working with such a talent as Ryan Reynolds? It's called not enough money and a whole lot of assholes. That's what it is. It's fucking stupid. I mean, look at what they did with, you know, like uh, with Batman versus Superman, you know, with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. Great, great actors in their own right. And then we got that atrocity that was Batman versus Superman, the Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Not wrong. It's, it's just like, it's just like, why? Why? And then while, while I enjoyed Aquaman, Aquaman had its issues, but you know what I mean? Aquaman was still a solid film overall. Didn't see um, it. You you should watch it. I don't know. It's debatable. Um. So to to go about what everything did overall as far as the rankings go and why there's a there's a <laughs> birds of prey problem. Um. Uh. So. Batman versus Superman is at the top. Eight hundred seventy three million, and unfortunately, I helped with that because I went and saw it in the theaters. I think twice. Um, Twice. um, I went and saw it with a group of my friends and then I ended up seeing it with my girlfriend at the time. And she because she wasn't able to go the first time we went and she wanted to see it. So I ended up watching it again. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Suicide Squad, seven hundred forty six million dollars, which for a movie that wasn't great. That's that's a good that's a good take, you know, because there are there are better movies that have done worse. Uh, Man of Steel, six hundred sixty eight million dollars. Wonder Woman topped out at 821 million. Justice League topped out at 657 million. Aquaman 1.15 billion. You noticing a trend here, right? Just a little it's bit. Sad, it's sad when the Fishman is the the top of the DCEU, just saying. Fishman. <laughs> Don't lie, it was it was fucking Jason Momoa sold that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, all the women wanted to ogle at his body, so they're like, ooh. Well, a lot of people, not just women, but not to be like sexist or whatever, but a lot of people wanted to ogle at Jason Momoa. Don't you backtrack? 
I, I'm not backtracking. I'm <laughs> yeah, just clarifying, you. motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you, ain't. I'm clarifying because I don't want. I don't need. I don't need anybody to be like he's sexist. He only believes women like the dude. It's like no, everybody can like the dude. Everybody can suck off Jason Momoa as much as they want. Okay, like go for it. But um, Shazam, three hundred sixty-five million was where it ended up. Jesus. And then, like we said, Birds of Prey, eighty-one million so far. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do as well as the studio thinks I, it's going to do. I just don't know why people are like trying to defend it. You know what I mean? They're like trying to defend it like, oh, it's not terrible. It's terrible because people are are on Twitter and they're writing about it and they're saying it's terrible. It's like, no, it's terrible because unfortunately it's getting it's got a 60 on Metacritic right now and a 5.8 user score, which mean not even the people that went to go see it are enjoying it. No, because it's you're still trying to force that old, very comic book style esque, like hyper saturated fucking universe on us. And I gotta say, I don't like it. I do not fucking like it. I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, I or I don't mind the the um I don't mind the uh the whole thing with with the comic book style movies or whatever. Okay, then you might just, as well just go watch Batman Forever because that's the fucking that's the kind okay. of fucking universe that we're getting. I mean, but I'm saying I don't mind it. But the thing is, is about being smart about it and making the the content and the 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 story and everything cohesive. Number one, because these movies don't know what the hell they're doing half the time. They're like, oh, like Man of Steel. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Then his dad died. And then this happened. And then that happened. And it's just like, bruh. It's like, we already know the origin stories, man. Why can't you just pick up like where they did with Spider-Man? It's like, we are, we've we already got the origin story like fucking six times already, man. I don't need it again. We know he's, he, we know he's Spider-Man. And then you can mention Uncle Ben. And you can do the whatever. Like you can mention, you know, the dead parents of Batman, you know, whatever. But we don't. Do we really have to relive the Batman origin story again, where we see them getting shot in the alley again? No. But that was that was what was so brilliant about the Joker. And spoilers if you haven't seen it. But fuck you. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. But like, but you, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, in in uh, freaking Batman or whatever, when we saw the parents in the, the alley thing again, you know, where there's it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, you know he's always I mean? having like a flashback to it. Yeah. And it's just like, come like on. They did, they did it with Keaton's Batman. They kept on doing it with all the other Batman. And then... They stopped doing it, but then we got the super super stupid campy ones. Like yep. Batman Forever. <laughs> Baby! It's like, oh, come on, man. Fucking, I, I, still, I still don't care what you say, even though, like, a super buff scientist guy, like... Arnold Schwarzenegger being Mr. Freeze, that was still kind of fucky because like like if you've ever seen Mr. Freeze in the in the comics and stuff like that, he's not a big like overwhelmingly like assuming guy like he's not like he doesn't have presence. He's kind of like, you know, a scientist. He's kind of scrawny or whatever. You know what I mean? He's He's a slim nerd and he just went ahead and. He had to fucking try to do some things. Yeah, he had to go ahead and do what he had to do in order to save his wife. But I don't like what they did with his character now in the comic books. Turns out it's like it's not his wife, and it's just like somebody that he became infatuated with, and like he was the reason that she ended up getting on ice, and now some shit. I do not like that. 
turn of direction that they did with that. Because it gave you a villain to sympathize with, yeah. which I thought was great because you can understand why he's doing what he's doing. But it turns out it's not his wife. And if Batman was the great detective that he was, he would have fucking sniffed that out way earlier. But he didn't. Yeah. And then not to mention, you know, like the whole, you know, the change with, you know, uh, Joker and the Harley Quinn. Like, so, so what, what also puzzles me is like, you want to, can you, okay. So when they decided that they said that, you know, Jared, Jared Leto wasn't coming back for Joker again, um, after Suicide Squad. And then Ben Affleck wasn't coming back for Batman. And then Henry Cavill wasn't coming back for Superman. And then they're like, oh, but Wonder Woman's still here and Aquaman's still here. And then they bring in Shazam, which was great. I really, really like Shazam. Shazam is actually one of my favorite characters. Um, him and uh, Green Lantern after like Superman. Yeah. Or like my my was like some of my favorites. Um, like, how do you kind of decide where to recast and where not to? And, and, and I think that's kind of like. In comparison, for example, the the point I'm kind of trying to make is, look at look at Spider Man. We've had three Spider Man twos in ten years or whatever the heck it was. Not wrong. Or twelve years or whatever, because we had Spider Man two from the Tobey Maguire. Yep. We had Amazing Spider Man two with uh, Andrew Garfield. Yep. And now we had Spider Man Far From Home with Tom Holland. And want to say maybe 15 years then? Yeah, let's go 15. Something like that. Like, how many times do we have to keep rebooting Spider-Man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just, you know, and then now they're doing Batman again, which I understand. Like, you know, we, we got the one. And it might just be we might be the entitled fans because we did get that Batman trilogy from Christian Bale and Nolan. But it felt like a cohesive universe. It felt like a cohesive story, as even though Dark Knight Rises was not great in overall terms of everything. Yeah, but that was more or less like a Chris Nolan, a regular Chris Nolan film. And then they just threw Batman in there. They're just like, yo, we go do a thing. Chris Nolan, you on board? Yeah. But what if? Batman and it's just like yep we'll sell it let's do it yeah, he's, like, he's like oh man it's perfect it's great I'm gonna have this fucking crazy villain in there and he's gotta do all sorts of shit and he's got the it's like oh. it's like fuck did you have to have him talk through like a fucking Pringles can man come on <laughs> okay. sounds like he's got his fucking balls in a vice and somebody's dragging him around <laughs> Oh. Fuck, why did you have to do Bane so dirty like that? Dude, Bane's like one of the most badass villains too in the whole like Batman like universe yeah. too. That's what's even, sad about even, it. Is like... Even with even with the new Harley Quinn animated series that they have, they make fun of it too because that's the voice they gave them. <laughs> have you seen it? I have not, but I Oh heard my god, you have to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, so in comparison to the DCEU, you know, we've this has been a lot of hate and a lot of anger and a lot of deep-seating resentment so far. The DC animated universe is fucking fantastic. It's absolutely stellar. 
going back to like the Superman, you know, series and Batman, the animated series, which Harley Quinn incidentally came from. Yeah, that was that was her birth. And, you know, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And then, you know, you have all the DC animated, you know, movies and shorts and, you know, the different shows. And, you know, like you just mentioned, the Harley Quinn animated thing. I've heard great things about the animated series. Then you have, you know, what's on the DC universe with like Doom Patrol and Titans and stuff like that. Even though Titans got a lot of shit because of the casting and the way they designed the character, you know, costumes and whatever. But, But the shows were still good. They were solid content with DC source material that people are enjoying. But these movies, as much as they're trying to make them dark and gritty and comic book like, while still trying to cater to the masses, you got to kind of pick one or the other. You got to kind of pick one or the other. And, and, and unfortunately, for what it seems like, the, for unlike Marvel, who, which had hits with the R rated thing with you know deadpool deadpool 2 and with logan yeah dc's sweet spot is that pg-13 where they can keep it to where younger audiences can catch the films yeah they're dark but they're not overwhelmingly dark but their sweet spot seems to be that pg-13 audience so what quit trying to force a rated r thing like they did with birds of prey Onto the masses because they want to follow up what Logan and Deadpool did and, you know, that kind of thing and what Joker did. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. The source material for one and the success of one movie and one character set is not going to translate to the other. Now, I know there's a lot of diehard Harley Quinn fans out there and there's a lot of diehard Joker fans out there, which is why Joker did so well. But the thing is, is that at the same time, word of mouth gets out. You know, I know I have at least like four or five Harley Quinn fans in my in my friend group, you know, either be online or, you know, you guys I hang out with and stuff. But when word gets out, like, dude, it was it wasn't that great of a movie or it wasn't really a Harley Quinn because everybody is assuming that it's a movie all about Harley Quinn, which I haven't seen it yet. But from what I've heard, yes, that is mostly true. But you have a supporting cast of characters, a.k.a. Ewan McGregor, I heard, is Black Mask. And he make he 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 does a great job, but the supporting cast feels overshadowed by Harley Quinn. So why why try to do a tie in? Because they're probably trying to force something again. When they could have just made it a Harley Quinn movie standalone by herself. They could have, but they wanted to go ahead and throw more characters in there and kind of extend the universe a little bit more. But you know what? That that the offshoot of the universe it, is dead. The way they've done it doesn't work, though. You're not wrong. The way that they've tried to do it now twice has not really worked well. I know. With what we saw with Justice League and then what we saw now with Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. And it's like it's it seems fine when they introduce like one or two characters. But when they do more than that all at one time, it just kind of falls apart, it seems. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just it's so fucking sad to go ahead and see them shit on characters that we love and and storylines that we love. And why couldn't they go ahead and do with the DC EU? Why can't they go ahead and do that the way they do the animated films? Because the right now, 
the majority of the DC films suck ass. And yeah, they, they, I mean, they still do well financially, mostly, but they still aren't overwhelmingly great content. And people can argue that comic book movies aren't meant to be great. They're not meant to be like deeply thought about. But at the end of the day, you know, there's so much source material to pick from and so much greatness that could happen. Why kind of force these things that these interactions and these like plot lines that could be so much better if used in a different way. Yeah. But I mean, it's also the tones in which they take it. And then, you know, like the, the different, like uh, just coming from a cinematic kind of like experience, the direction direction is awful and the color tones and the color schemes that they pick are absolutely God awful. Some of them, they, they range from obscenely dark. Like we've seen in like Batman V Superman, where you have to increase your brightness on your TV to like a thousand, (laughs) To oversaturating and like horribly like eye gouging, like where it's, you know, Batman forever, Batman and Robin, shit like that. It's like, why why can't you pick a middle ground based in reality and then go ahead and just run with it from there? I mean, you don't have to make everything either like charcoal dark or neon pink and green. You know what I mean? I do not need that in my life. Yeah, you're not wrong. You wouldn't have enjoyed Justice League because Justice League was a lot of that. It was a lot of those dark drab colors. I hate that. I hate... Christ, I'm trying to watch a movie in the middle of the day and, like, if the fucking... If the glare from my window is hitting my TV, I'm not going to be able to see anybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't want that. I don't want to have to watch one of those movies in the middle of the night. I understand they did it for, like, a theater kind of view because you could see everything a little bit better in the theater because it's because it's fucking dark it got, not everybody's gonna pay to see this shit in the theater man you gotta go ahead and think long term but no they're just like oh man it'll be great and it's like you, you get you get home throw it in your fucking blu-ray player your dvd player if you're still rocking dvds and all of a sudden you're still you're watching and you're like man this movie's dog shit i can't see a thing yeah but yeah those are my two biggest bugaboos. Then, uh, then the horrible scripts. The scripts just got off. I mean, they have the acting chops to back these things up, and then, you know, they kind of put their own flair on it, but still, it's... It just... It, it, it aggravates me, because these should be no-brainer, big blockbuster hits. And they go ahead, and they, every time that they come out with a new movie... Somewhere in the back of my brain, I'm just like, mm, is it going to be good? And then I sit there and I watch it. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm disappointed. Whereas it was like with Joker. Um, I thought it was a great film. Uh, had a brilliant acting chops by Joaquin Phoenix. And. But slowly after a while, it just it felt more like a mental health movie. And I could feel the progression of his character just starting to degrade over time into like this whiny kind of like antihero. And that's kind of what it became at the end of the movie. It was like the Robin Hood-esque character, like standing up for like the lower and middle class that like always got like the raw end of the deal. And that's kind of where it felt for me. But still, the ending scene. Holy shit. He went bananas, and I loved it. 
Yeah, and that's that's the thing where I want to finish it because, like I said, the girls didn't cooperate really to let me finish watching it. Um, so I'm interested um to kind of finish checking it out so we can kind of talk about it some. But it's just one of those things where I'm hoping DC can find its footing and its direction because if it can if it could if it can square itself more along the same lines of the plot lines and the source material that they do with the DC animated stuff. Yep. And be find a way to translate it well to live action. I think I think they could definitely progress and be looked at as a, you know, bigger force in the comic book movie genre. I really hope they do, man, because these characters have. I mean, when it comes to like animated flicks and stuff like that, I gladly pick DC over uh, like MCU. You know what I mean? Because. The stories are there. They're fantastic. They're amazing. And they have all these amazing characters and different plot lines and stuff. It's stuff I want to see in a movie. But when it comes to film, they just drop the ball. They're given the gift from like all the other people that have created DC Comics over the years. And they just like midway through, they just fucking drop it and it shatters. I just don't understand it. It's it's like it's it's a content creator's wet dream and you go ahead and you collectively just fuck it up. Yeah. I mean, not wrong. Yeah. But I don't know. That's that's my take on it. I mean, and I, I, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree to a point. That's why we said either you're going to love us after this episode or you're going to hate us. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's kind of really no middle ground. It's just it's just one of those things where. It just we just want it to be better and we understand, you know, that we had kind of have to get what we get and we, you know, kind of make the best of it. But at the same time, at one point, do we stop supporting something that we don't enjoy? Mm. You know, so you're not wrong. I think I think we're pretty good. I think we'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. And then, you know, and then, you know, because. Uh, a friend of mine posted something um, that uh, uh, some of the characters that have played Joker have actually won Oscars. So Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, now Joaquin Phoenix, and you know that kind of thing have won. They've won Oscars. Nicholson didn't win an Oscar. Nicholson has three Oscars, I believe. Not for Joker. Not for Joker, but for just yeah, in general. No, but two two uh, actors have gotten the Oscar for Jokers. One is Joaquin Phoenix, and two was a posthumous Oscar for um, Heath Ledger. Yeah, so Jack Nicholson won for as good as it get, gets terms of endearment and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yep. His Oscar, those were what his Oscars were for. But it just kind of and then, you know, and, and it's just one of those things that the, the caliber of actors that they get for these movies are great. It's just. Can we just get something cohesive? No, it, apparently not. You know, because as as massively long winded as the MCU got toward the end. Once we got to the second phase, you know, once we got through this, the last phase that ended with Endgame, it was it was a fantastically brilliant move by Marvel to make all their movies overarchingly connect one way or another. Oh, it was, it was amazing. And it was just a beautiful way of telling a story. It's just I don't think we're ever going to get that again. 
I mean, I hope we do with the new way that Marvel is going. But in DC, I don't know if we're ever going to get that, dude. Maybe maybe with this new branch that they're taking with like Robert Pattinson and Joaquin Phoenix, maybe this is the new path that they're trying to go to. And maybe this is the, the hot reset that we're looking for. Well, let's hope so, right? Ugh, God, we can only hope. We can only hope. But hey, guys, let us know what your thoughts, your feelings, what your take is on the DCEU, um, how you feel about it. Let us know. Follow up with us. We'd love to talk this kind of stuff with you guys. Yeah. Uh, send us any questions, any feedback, comments, questions, concerns, you know, all that kind of stuff. Let us know. Um, but I think that's going to be an episode. I think we are good, my friend. Nice. So uh, well, that'll be it for this week's episode, guys. We appreciate the love support. Thank you for listening, following. Um, I've, I've been catching up on the notifications and the, the analytics and stuff like that. We're getting we're getting good plays on each episode. Not, you know, overly well-beingly fantastic because we're a small, you know, we're a small outfit here. But we definitely appreciate you guys that tune in and listen and spend some of your days with us. We definitely appreciate that. And this is what we do that for. So. Um, that'll be game over for this week's episode, guys. We appreciate it. We love you. Thank you very much. On behalf of uh, the big jug himself mm-hmm. and Will the Jester, aka I'm too sick to do anything today. And this is your host, Rail Capitan, saying always, guys, you know what? Be kind to each other. Be nice. You don't have to like everyone. You don't have to like what everyone stands for, what they feel, what their opinions are what your beliefs are. Just be a good person. Just be a good person because you never know what people are going through. But always, guys, keep it nerdy and rise above. That will be all for this week's Nerds Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed the show, give us a like on the podcast platform of your choice and share with the nerds in your life. To give us feedback, to submit questions or topics, you can email us, nerdsunknownpodcast at gmail.com. Please be sure to follow Nerds Unknown on Instagram and Twitter, at nerdsunknown. For gaming adventures of the unknown kind, follow us at twitch.tv forward slash nerdsunknown. This is El Capitan signing off and reminding you guys to always rise above. Goodbye until next time, and as always, keep it nerdy. Nerds Unknown Podcast out.